the Western Wild, a radio ministry of Salmon Valley Baptist Church. In a big, busy world, it's easy to feel insignificant, unnoticed, and unimportant. The reality is you're a bigger deal to God than you may even realize. In concluding the series, Bigger Than I Thought, Pastor Mike and Pastor Trey will discuss the biblical view of individuals and God's great love for you. Hello, Salmon River Country. I'm Mike Palmer. I'm the pastor of Salmon Valley Baptist Church. It is great to be with you today on KSRA Radio. And I'm Trey Sapp. I want to welcome our listeners from the End of the Western Wild podcast. Trey, for the last few episodes, we've talked about um, things that are a bigger deal than we make out of them. That's right. Uh, things are bigger than we think. We've talked about the fact that God is, is bigger than we make him in our own mind and lives. That's we've right. talked about sin's a bigger deal than we make it. Yeah. You know, we've talked about grace. We've talked about heaven and hell. That's right. Being a bigger deal than what we make. We've talked about the church being larger, much bigger than what we see in our own local expressions. That's or, right or our own tribe, or anything like that. And uh, we're going to wrap up today uh, with one more conversation and this idea of bigger than you think. That's right. And what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, I think in light of talking about how some things are bigger, it makes other things seem small. Yeah. So when we when we talk about these concepts of God that biblically are, are so much bigger than we give them credit for, the good thing about that is it makes some of the some of the odds and ends of normal life seem smaller. Hey, this this COVID thing, it's a big deal, but it's in light of God, it's smaller than we think. He's not worried. He's not he's not bumped off his throne. No. He wasn't surprised. So many things that are are happening in our lives, even though they're legitimate struggles. Right. In light of God, they're they're not as big. Now the problem with that is then it's easy to think, hey, I in some sense, it's healthy to realize that I'm not as, as big a deal as I think. You know, we don't want pride getting in the way. But but the reality is that God's value that he has placed on each individual person, the way God loves you, the way God values you, the way God loves me, the way God values me, it's so many times bigger than what I realize. It's easy to look around the world and uh, I was talking to a guy just just yesterday, just yesterday, and he was talking about, you know, going up on the hill out of town in the evening, and him and his wife just looking at the stars. That's right. Yeah. It's pretty easy to to feel pretty small and insignificant at that point. Um, and and it's it's easy to look around the world and think I'm not heard, nobody cares, you know, those kind of things. I'm tiny, doesn't matter, those kind of things. But the way that God looks at us. Um, and again, not from an ego or a self-centered or narcissistic standpoint, but you're a bigger deal to God than you realize. That's right. Everybody listening right now, you're a big deal to God. And that's part of the reason he wants us to know how big he is when we see the vastness of his creation. And yet when we realize how big, how powerful, how amazing God is, and yet he knows each one of us, he loves us. He paid the penalty for my sins. Right. He he made a way that I could know God, that I could go to heaven. There's an incredible value. That, and, and we're not making that value up. We're going to read some passages today right out of the mouth of Jesus, the words of Christ that help us understand 
exactly that reality that that God loves, God values you. And and if there's one way, if there's one phrase that would wrap up what we want to portray today, it's that that God loves you. You have value to him individually. Yes. Not just the world, not the planet, not the universe. We're right. not talking about that. individually. You listener today on this podcast in in the Salmon River country here, individually, God knows exactly who you are. That's right. He knows exactly where you're at right this moment, and He loves you more deeply than you can ever begin to imagine. That's right, Mike. It makes me think about Matthew chapter ten. In Matthew chapter 10, I know we go to Matthew a lot. We we taught out of Matthew a lot, and we yeah. seem to just resonate there for a while. But We're hanging out there. <laughs> I love it. But in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus is sending out the 12 apostles. He's sending them out two by two, and, and he's kind of warning them that it, it's not going to be easy, that they're going to run into some problems, that they are are not going to be valued by the world that they're gonna they're gonna face some real and legitimate threats and challenges, mm-hmm. and yet, when you get to verse twenty nine, he wants them to know that that they are valued by God. He says, "What's the price of two sparrows? One copper coin, but not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it." And the and, and the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You're more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. That was Jesus' way of saying, kind of look around at creation. The Lord knows every, he knows the number of leaves on the tree, out our window. He knows all the different designs of the snowflakes that fall on the side of the mountain. Exactly. He knows all the detail all the complexity that makes up every atom, every fiber of your being, even the number of hairs on your head. And yet he says, and yet you're valued above all of that. That, that if he cares about all that, all those little details, he cares even more about you. And that's right from the mouth of Jesus. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible. We're not just, we're not just a, a mass of, of atoms and cells and we, we are these individuals created by God to be in community and in relationship with Him. Right, right. Even if you look at the creation back in Genesis, um, you know, all things are not created equally. You know, right. there's trees, there's birds, there's land, there's sky, there's stars, there's sun, there's moon, whatever. But, but the pinnacle of creation right. was humanity. The very top of the creation was humanity. God doesn't have a personal relationship with the sparrow. That's he right. knows He knows how many there are. Yeah. He knows where each one of them are. Yeah. But he doesn't have a relationship with them. He doesn't have a relationship with, with a lodgepole pine tree. That's right. You know, um, those are a part of his creation. The stars, the, the solar systems, the universe. It's all of his creation. But he doesn't have a personal relationship and a individual relationship with anything else other than other than us, humanity. Yeah. What's it in the Bible? I've, I've got a good friend recently, and he is just, he's a new believer. And he's just consuming scripture like crazy. <laughs> it's so much fun to watch. And he will look at me on a regular basis and say, okay, where's, where's that? Like, where, where's the best picture of that in the Bible? It's not that he's doubting it. He just, he's got concepts that he's heard or concepts that he's seen, but he wants to understand them biblically. When we talk about a relationship with God, 
that's a concept that we hear people talk about fairly often and, and different people mean different things by it. At, mm-hmm. at the same time, it's a very, very biblical concept. And, and one of the core expressions that makes it so clear that God wants a relationship with people is that the God of the universe became a person. He didn't yeah. become a, a, a tiger or a, right. or a beetle. He became a person to make way for people to know God. Mm-hmm. So this expression of relationship, not only that Jesus became a person, but then he uses these pictures to say, this is how I want you to know God. He talks about a friend. Greater love has no one than to lay down his life for his friends. He's talking about exactly what he would do for us. He talks about in the Lord's Prayer. I mean, we've all heard the Lord's Prayer. Mm. He starts it off with Father, our Father. I was about to say and that he, was just a huge idea for that Hebrew mind. He portrays himself, um, you know, in Luke's gospel, the, the story of the prodigal son. Right. Jesus tells a story, and it's of a father who has great wealth. Right. And and a son who says, "Hey, just give me all my stuff now. Give me my inheritance. I'm out of here." Yeah. And uh, and the son leaves, and he goes right. out, and ruins his life. You know, decides he's going to come back. But the whole point of this story um, is that son represents us, humanity. Yeah, absolutely. And that father represents God. And uh, um, it's a beautiful image. When the son's coming back, when the son's coming back, the father's watching for him and looking for him. And in Jewish life, in, in the ancient Near East, first century Jewish life, um, uh, Jewish men did not run. Yeah. That was not something they did. Yeah. And and in the in the in the story there it says the father saw him a long way off, and ran to him and embraced him, um, and you get this image of God seeing this, what he says is my child, that man that's that's one of the strongest relationships you can have. Yeah, there's no reason that God should tell us to relate to him as a father and child. Right. He just invites us into it. Absolutely. He's not required to. Absolutely. No. <laughs> we don't deserve it, and yet he just does. Absolutely, he does. Because his, his grace is a bigger deal than we make it. That's, that's, <laughs> we're back to where we were a few weeks ago on this. Yeah, that's exactly right. The The idea that God wants to re- wants us to relate to him as father, as friend, as, as shepherd, as... It's all these very, very personal and intimate kind of relationships that we see. We see a, a picture of here on earth, and yet the greatest fulfillment of that is in who God is. And and even tray into eternity. That's right. Jesus came to earth. He becomes a human being, teaches us about relationships, shows us that example, no doubt about it. But then in eternity, as we have relationship with God, we spend eternity with Him— we're called joint heirs or co-heirs with Jesus. Yeah. In in inheriting what then the Father has. Yeah. Which is eternity, which is perfection, which so we're called his children. We're called joint heirs. I mean, to be a joint heir. Yeah. Means that we have the same eternal status as Christ. That's right. Well, that's insane. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all. But that tells us the value that we have as individuals in God's eyes. That's right. That's in right. God's eyes. That just that idea of being in Christ. Right. Is a huge concept. Right. But it's such an important concept to understand and beautiful concept. That means 
I, there, there's so much wrapped up into it. I could, I could just only scratch the surface of it today. But one of the things that it means is that when Jesus looks at a, when, when God looks at a believer that is in Christ, they have, they have submitted to the rule of Christ in their life, that they have a relationship with Christ that's like a friend and like a father. When, when God the judge looks at a person that is in Christ, he's already pleased with them because he's pleased with Jesus. Right. We don't have to wonder if we're in Christ. We don't have to wonder, is mm-hmm. he mad at us today? Did he wake up a little irritated? Is, mm-hmm. is he going to get, you know, maybe forgave me yesterday, but today I don't know because right. what I've done is worse or what I did yesterday is We don't have to wonder because in Christ he's pleased with us. He's exchanged our sin. He's paid the penalty for it on the cross. And in Christ, he views us the way that he views Jesus with with love, with with compassion, with with desire to know and be known. And there's we we keep saying that there's no reason for that. But the reality is that we say that because we want to appreciate it. We don't want to take it for granted. We want to recognize that this is a big deal because God has chosen to view us. Right. There's no reason for it, and that, that's that's God's grace. He chooses to know us. He chooses to love us. He chooses to value us. It's not something we've earned because right. we're really neat, because we're you know uh, a catch. Uh, you know, just delightful people, right. um, uh, or we've done or accomplished or, or, or done certain things to bring us to a status of it. You know, we're, we're talking about this and we're talking about in Christ um, and everything you just said is true, but we could have somebody listening who's saying, well, I just don't know about all this religion stuff and I, right. I, and I don't know about all this. You're talking about people who know Jesus, and the reality is God's value and God's love is for every single person who's ever drawn a breath or ever will. Yeah. Now, we come to a place in our lives where we either trust Him and accept Him or reject Him. Right. But He values us the same before we ever come to that point of decision. Yeah. Before we ever come that he, You were still... If you're listening right this moment and you're going, man, you're talking about churchy people now or something like that. Um, no, we're not. Um, <clears throat> Christ died for you to pay the penalty for your sins while you were still in opposition to him or yeah. a sinner. Yeah. Before you ever heard the good news of the kingdom, before you ever heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, he had already placed a value on you that was so high yeah. That he would give his life for you. Yeah. That's not just that's not just it that's every single person. Yeah. And while we were still sinners. Right. Christ it, died for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That means we didn't do anything to earn it. We can't work for it. While we were still enemies, rebels in opposition, Christ died. Well, you think you. Of, you think about it this way, Trey. You want to know how valuable somebody is. You want to hear how valuable they are. The most often quoted scripture in the Bible, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. Yeah, gave His only begotten Son. So whoever would believe in Him would not perish but have eternal life. Um, I've got a son. Yeah, you you've got four kids. Yeah. 
Um, which one of those would you say, I'll sacrifice my child's life for this person's better over here? Mm. Yeah, none of them. No, I'll shoot you over my kid <laughs> in defense of my kid. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you might think I'm a good pastor for that, but <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to give my son's life for anybody. Yeah, I, I'd stand a closer of putting myself in harm way for somebody than my son. Right, and yet God looks at you and says, "You are worth my son's life." Mm. There's, I can't. There's no greater love. The Bible says than a man yeah. would lay down his life for for a friend. Yeah, the value that God puts on each individual person. It's incredible. That's right. It's incredible. Yeah, in in light of this series that we've been doing, it's so it's so healthy to view these things in reality kind of at the size that they really are. We say bigger than you think, but what that means is we're trying to create uh not create value, but we're trying to show how big God's love is, how big His grace is, how big the church is, how how big a deal heaven and hell really are. And ultimately, we want to see God more authentically and in better reality than we had viewed Him before. He's, he's not, you know, a heavenly Santa Claus, just there to kind of do what we want. <laughs> heavenly vending machine. <laughs> we right. put in our prayer and He spits out an answer. Um, Trey, I think there's a piece of this too that um, we're talking to individuals today and we're trying to help people understand their value before God and their worth before God. But I think there's an application for each of us here as well. And that's as we look at our friends, our neighbors, our fellow man, we need to understand that they have that value before God. Yeah. The respect that we have and the show for one another. Um, There's no reject that's There's right. no accident. There's no throwaway. Yeah. In culture, we we look at people and we 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 put them in a we put them in a, uh, a a cast kind of thing. You know, this person plays this role. This person plays this role. These people do this. You know, and yeah. And there are people that we may look at and think are more valuable than others. Right. Or have more worth than others. Or some that we may go, well, you know, they're one of those, you know, that kind of thing. And I think when we understand how God sees us, and Scripture says we're made in His image. Yeah. Well, everybody everybody we see is an image bearer of God, and they have worth. And if God places that worth on me, I can't just sit back here and go, man, God places that worth on me. He places that worth on everybody. And the way I treat people around me and the way I view people around me, um, it has to to pass that lens. We've got to look through God's eyes when we look at other people. Yeah. And say, you know, oh, that person over there, wait a minute, they're worth Christ dying for. The person I like the least, the person I value the least on the planet. The person that drives me nuts the most. They are just as valued by God as I am. Exactly right. That's right. They're not small in the view of God. And that that is a reality that we need to wrestle with and do our best to to correct in our own minds because it's easy to not view people that way. Mike, a few minutes ago, we said one of the greatest expressions of this reality is in the cross. Right. The cross is this, this incredible moment where we see both God's justice and his love revealed in the same place. 
we see how big a deal sin is because Jesus had to die for my sin for your sin. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we see how big God's love is because he provided his own son, Jesus, to die in my place and in your place. Now that, that reality, that reality needs to show us that, that there, there's all of these things are bigger than we think. I know we keep saying that, but sin, grace, love in, in, the reality of God is always bigger than we think. But that sing- singular moment, the death of Jesus Christ, and then his resurrection from the dead, there's something about each and every person listening that they can, even if they don't believe that yet, even if they're kind of still in the process of figuring out what that means in their lives, there's something about every person listening to us today that says that's a significant moment. Not just a moment in history, but a significant moment that I have to wrestle with in my life. There's something that God is trying to say to me in that. Even if I don't believe in God, there's something that God's trying to say to you in that. How would you help them understand the significance of the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus in their life? Romans 5.8 says that God showed us his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. We've alluded to that concept in the last few minutes several times, but I wanted to read that one scripture to us. And 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 here's the deal. Let's imagine, let's imagine that uh, we're in a life and death scenario. You know, we're on the side of the road and the truck's burning and somebody comes along and they cut the seatbelt and they drag us out. Right. We're going to feel like we owe that person something. Mm-hmm. We're going to express to that person appreciation. We're going to express to that person a sense of, I cannot say thank you enough right. for putting your own self at danger, at your own self at risk, and, and saving my life. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to respond to that person. Yeah. By nature, we're going to. By nature, we're going to. Um, we have to respond to the sacrifice of Christ. Mm. We have to respond. There's no way we cannot deal. Every single one of us is going to deal with Jesus. Right. Every single one of us is going to deal with Jesus because he died for every single one of us. And, and we, have to, we have to somehow, um, can you imagine now if we're on the side of the road and the truck's burning and somebody comes in and cuts the seatbelt and drags you out? Can you imagine looking at him and going, if you'd have just left me alone, I could have got out of that. That's right. <laughs> Let me do it myself. Let me do it myself, you know. <laughs> um, or, or you know, just having some smart aleck answer or, you know, I wish you'd never come along. wish you'd leave yeah. me alone or something. I don't know if I totally believe in you. I, exactly right. <laughs> I'm not sure, you know, that kind of thing. No, you, you, you'd have to deal with that person. Yeah. You'd have to deal with that. And emotionally and mentally, what you find is people in those kind of circumstances, they do deal with that person somehow or another in their mind. Yeah. They wrestle with their near death. They wrestle with that person, you know, sacrificing for them, saving them, that kind of thing. This is the very same situation 10 times over. It's a bigger yeah. deal than we make it. That's right. <laughs> God has demonstrated his love towards me, towards you, towards every person listening individually by sending Christ to die. Yeah. Not just to not just to cut the belt and pull you out and everybody's okay. Yeah. Whew, that was close. Not to make you more religious. Nope, 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 nope. But 
He sent Christ to die for you. In other words, in your place. Now you're on the side of the road again, the truck's burning, and somebody throws themselves in front of you, pulls you out, and they lose their life for you. That's going to mess with you. Yeah. You've got to emotionally deal with that. You've got to spiritually deal with that. You've got to uh, 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 mentally deal with that. That's exactly what Christ has done. Yeah. He has put himself between us and the wrath of God. Mm. God is holy and just and loves us. Because he's holy and just, he's perfect, he has to judge sin. He has to deal with sin. Uh, there, there were there was two little kids playing in the yard just yesterday, next door, next door neighbors, Airbnb. So I'm not talking about anybody's neighbor here. Somebody from out of town, <laughs> Salmon River Country folks. See, don't try to figure out who my neighbor is. Um, but um, two little boys out in the yard. Right. They're just playing and, and oh, they're just being little boys. They're just being wild and carefree and running around and hooping and hollering. And I'm out in the yard picking apricots, right? I'm right. just right across the fence. And uh, the kids run in the house. And when they ran in the house, I could still hear them. And I thought, boy, those little boys are just tearing it up in there. They're having a good time, you know. <laughs> and all of a sudden it goes quiet. And uh, I hear what I now know is dad come out on the porch and there's a fire ring out there. He says, okay, you boys come over here and sit down. You come, here, come over here and sit down. And, uh, and, and he looks at him. He goes, now tell me what was going on in there. Tell me what you guys were doing. He's having a fatherly moment. And the oldest one's almost six years old, maybe. I'm just looking and comparing to my grandson. And I'm right across the fence. I'm not being Snoopy. They're just right there. Next. <laughs> and he goes, honestly, Dad, I think Mom overreacted. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Come on, Mom. One, I don't know how that dad kept his composure because I was laughing in the apricot tree at that point. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, uh, we've already talked about it. Sin is a bigger deal than we think. Yeah. God is perfect. God will deal with sin. He's chosen to put Christ between us and his wrath. He has chosen to put Christ out there and to send him to die for me to take that punishment so I don't have to. He's not just cut the belt and made me free. He's put Christ in front of me to die in my place and for me. That's right. Because he loves me that much, because he loves you that much, because he has that much value in you. Sin's a big deal. He's not overreacted. Mm -hmm. He's reacted perfectly. And we have to deal with the fact that this God of the universe loves us that much and cares about us that much that he would put his son in front of us and punish him instead of us so that we don't have to be punished. When we were talking about heaven and hell, we, we saw the passage of Scripture said, "There's the way to hell is easy and many choose it. Yeah. That choice is what we do with Jesus. We want you to know today that you are important to God. If you're ready to say, God, you're important to me, the most important thing in my life, if you're ready to ask him into your heart and into your life to save you from your sins and be your Savior, just pray along with us as we pray right now. Lord Jesus, we love you. Lord Jesus, we need you. Lord Jesus, we ask you to come into my heart and into my life and save me from my sins. I want to know you like a father and like a friend. I want to know you, not in a religious way, but in a real and authentic way. I want to live my life centered on you. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for my home in heaven. 
friend, it's not that prayer. It's not those words. There's nothing magical about them. It's not that stuff that saves you. It's it's the attitude of your heart. If you have prayed that prayer with us today, we want you to know that you have begun a relationship today that's going to be it's going to be the central theme and the most important aspect of your life moving forward. Please contact us and let us know how we can help you. SalmonValleyBaptist.org is a way that you can connect with Pastor Mike or myself. We want you to have a great day and we want you to join us next week on KSRA and the End of the Western Wild podcast. We are so glad you joined us for this week's episode of Into the Western Wild. We want to talk to you and would love to hear how God is working in your heart. Please connect with us by visiting SalmonValleyBaptist.org or by giving us a call at 208-756-3324. See you next week. Oh